0: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about, you?"
1: It's Thursday, and it's the Luke and Jim Show. Again, we had such a great time on Monday, we decided to do it again today on Thursday. It is the 6th of May. A very well welcome to you, Jim Campbell. Hello. And can you believe it's already, like, like well into May?
0: I mean, I feel like people say that every year, but old this year more it, than ever. But old people God. say that, don't they? I think time speeds up when you get old, though, doesn't it? it I, does. And I think this is why old people need help crossing the road, because everything's moving so, so fast, fast. Yeah, You're aware that you're hurtling through space.
1: Yeah, and I think it, the, the general consensus is surely that it's a smaller percentage of your life a year yes. the older you get, so it feels shorter.
0: Yeah, maybe that's it. When that it if you're on holiday, the bit where more holiday has come before you than is in front of you, that's when it starts to go really quickly, isn't it? So I guess that's ah, true of life as well. That.
1: Yeah, it's been so nice I've been on holiday. You're probably yeah. right. Um, on Monday, Jim, we talked a lot about dog sneezing. We did. We also talked a bit about um, a 330 million light year across void in space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some other bits about your rele- your kind of top three trips to, to A&E. Um, I want start- to <laughs> It sounds mental when you're yeah. it in retrospect. I want to start today, though, with a story that you've brought to the table about the legendary Fabio, but I think you're going to need to tell people who Fabio is first because to me, I know of him. He's a legend. Yeah. But I want to know... I don't know if everyone else will, so you might want to kind of do that first.
0: So Fabio um, is an Italian man who found fame as a, as a model and sort of actor. He's in, not the DJ authentic.
1: Fabio, as in Fabio and Groove, ride. No, no, okay. he's
0: not that Fabio. And he found fame somehow. I don't know how you find fame from this platform as a cover model on romance novels. So that was like yeah. his launch pad. This is what he looks like now. Yes, he looks the same. I mean, he's got long, luscious hair. He looks like, He looks like... No real human outside of a Meals and Boone cover actually looks, except that this one guy actually does look like that. So basically, when
1: you... So actually, a, a cultural reference that people might remember is, is Stranger Things, right? Yes. When she's reading the romance novel, and there's a picture of it, and it really looks like the guy, the young boy, what's his name? Bob... Uh, not Bobby, whatever he's called. Uh, Billy. Yeah. and But 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 Fabio was the guy on the cover of all these romance yes, novels.
0: exactly that. So he he also started doing adverts for, I can't believe it's not butter and things like that. And he became, I think actually he might've been quite an early example of famous for being famous. Yeah. Cause he's like a, fa- a famous model. It's like, you do get them. Obviously you get the supermodels, but he wasn't, he's he like wasn't David that Gandhi. type of model. He is a bit like David Gandhi. Yeah. But David Gandhi's got a kind of like, you know, he might be an outsider to play James Bond, like a thousand to one, but yeah. like Fabio is just slightly ridiculous. And then this happened.
1: Yeah, so that's that's the pre. I mean I, I want to show you a picture of Fabio in his prime though because I mean he does look absolutely ridiculous in retrospect. I mean that is a
0: ridiculous photo. It's it's like it's a it's like a Hulk Michael Bolton.
1: Yeah, it's it's like what happened was the common consensus around around what signifies a handsome man yeah. had like a weird day-off departure in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. And now it just looks like a massive anomaly. Because if you see a picture like Sean Connery in the 60s, yeah. he looks amazing now. Yeah, I'm sure you can find the same with the 70s. We talked about David Gandhi. He looks great in retrospect and yeah. now. Fabio does
0: not look great. It's I think this is uh, I, maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and Dolph Lundgren and people like that are a symptom of this as well. But I think in the 80s, like... America had an idea of what a European man was. Right. That was perhaps not quite right. And you always find the exception that proves the rule. And I think Fabio might be that. Yeah, okay. So why are we talking about him today? We're talking about him because he once killed a goose with his face on a roller coaster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, I could have done the whole Boots Void and I'd never would have cut out that answer. I'd never would have cut out that answer. Yeah, tell us more. Well, he, uh, <laughs> He's on the roller coaster, well, he'd
0: been invited to. I mean, it's actually worse than that. It was the opening of this roller coaster. He'd um he'd been sort of shown. He'd shown up to this 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 the opening of um of this this thing called Apollo's Chariot in Virginia, and it was this big big PR thing, and he was. He was dressed as just normal Fabio, just wearing a, a shirt. Obviously, top button undone. Probably a couple of buttons done undone. Did he wash and his hair that morning? It, that he morning? will have done yeah. lusciously with I can't believe it's not butter, yeah. as per his contract, I would think. Um, but he was he was on on this on this Apollo's um, chariots roller coaster with all these women who were dressed as sort of like kind of like in a kind of Greek kind of. Goddessy so servanty like, maideny like, kind, of, kind of togas kind of. Yeah, togas, yeah. exactly. That's the that's the word I'm looking for. So for some reason he some reason he's not dressed as that. They do this maiden maiden journey of this roller coaster. It's a big big PR thing. And it's already quite a weird PR thing. And on the first on the first way up, the approach of the first loop, he smashes his face into a goose. Goose dies. So I feel for the goose. Yeah, I feel for the goose as well. But I mean being head butted to death. On, <laughs> like. <laughs> At a speed no human could ever travel at, face butted. <laughs> the goose must have exploded, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which I just look at the picture now. He doesn't look very happy about it. I mean, it, the goose isn't no. in the picture, but Fabio looks really embarrassed.
0: Well, he's got blood all over his face. Is that goose blood or his own it's f- blood? It's got to be mixed together, isn't it? Which can't be good for you, right? You don't want goose blood in your face.
1: No, and also, I feel f- I feel for the goose first and foremost. We must take a moment to say that is awful for the goose. Sad. You yeah, don't want to hear about sorry for the goose. Well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's good for the goose is sometimes good for the goose for the gander but if you're a model and you're taking your income on what you look like yeah it's bad enough having your nose smashed to bits anyway what's gonna happen yeah you know, what's gonna happen to your career the fact that it's
0: been done by a goose you you're well within your rights to be upset about that yeah completely and also i mean when you think about especially because this happened early that's not a pleasurable experience on a roller coaster. I, said,
1: I don't like roller coasters anyway. Really, that's well, the last thing you want.
0: We don't know if Fabio does or doesn't. He's no. just turned up for a payday. Maybe he hates them. Has gone. Oh well, they are going to pay me. Do you reckon do he's it. been on one since? <laughs> probably not. He's probably got some sort of PTSD. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it would be, it would be genuinely traumatic, right? Yeah. Because I fear of dying from a pratfall, as we discussed on the last yeah. show. I recently, fell into a canal, et cetera, et cetera. Because you hear about these Darwin Award things, right? And yeah haha ha, someone died in this really stupid way, but they do leave behind a grieving family and and, 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 and and the absurdity of it probably adds to the tragedy of it because there's very little sympathy from the outside yeah, world it becomes ridiculed but it's
1: worse i mean listen it's the old kind of if you're yeah if, 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 if it's bad enough that you know, your family loses a family member of course if it's like because you for a bet stuck your fork in a plug socket yeah or you i don't know you were getting into a particularly rigorous round of masturbation, it's embarrassing more for the family because they've got to talk to other people yeah. about it. Because the first thing people are going to say when the dust has settled, really sorry to hear about your loss. You know, I mean, God, what happened? I don't want to tell you. I'd probably have a cover story. I'd probably have a cover story.
0: <laughs> I'm now uh, just thinking about Fabio telling his dad about
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 And he would be really, uh, because, and and the thing about that is, is he going to? I mean, the problem is, it's, it's a PR event, so it's insult to injury. It's, the world's press are going to be there. Yeah, it's, it's at Bush Gardens. I've just read, which is a big old theme park in the US. Yeah, everyone's going to be. Luckily, it's before the internet.
0: I think that's why this isn't more well known.
1: Yeah, because I think he would have been an absolute walking meme otherwise.
0: Yeah, and I mean,
1: he—it would be a phrase now, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh I thought it was gonna go fine, but I ended up headbutting a goose. <laughs> it would be something like that, wouldn't yeah. it? it would be part of the common parlance, well, wouldn't it?
0: Fabio claimed that the goose hit a video camera which broke apart and those parts struck him in the face. And that is like Why would you say that? That's just not true, is it? Why would Fabio? you say that? And why would you know that? Yeah how could you <laughs> you get a hundred could, mile out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's you seen the footage th- from the video camera. No, it apparently was smashed apart by a goose. That's
1: a crazy thing to say. What are the chances of that happening? Very it must be very, very slim. Um, How long does it take you to go over that? Do you, would you... would you uh, So, you are the person best qualified in this room to talk about what it would be like because you've had yeah. so many pratfalls in the past. Is there any of the pratfalls you've had in the past, for example, falling into a canal that like we had on Monday, that you would change for Fabio headbutting a goose? Would you, uh, you wouldn't like to be hit in the face by a goose, would you? I, didn't, I like roller coasters, though. Oh, you do? Okay. So, you so, 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 so for example, I had, I had a friend, um, but I won't name her because I don't want to embarrass her, but when we were younger who was very terrified, really phobic of of pigeons, right? Mm. Uh, birds generally, but mostly pigeons. Now, I've told you about my uncle. He's, he's passed away now, but he um he did an amazing comeback to my mum, his sister, my mother, at a family of function once where she was teasing him because he used to teach each other, tease each other all the time about how he was phobic of rats. Have you ever told you this story? No. He was phobic of rats, right? And he would claim that he wasn't phobic of rats, but she'd say he was. And she kept teasing him, so he wasn't. He kept saying he wasn't. He kept denying it. And then he just snapped. And he went, I'm not phobic of rats. I'm phobic of a group of rats being led by a king rat at the front. Right? <laughs> like a very specific thing. And we worked out it's because he read some novel when he was a kid. Yeah. And, it, and that's basically what happened. Anyway, this girl was phobic specifically of not just birds and not just pigeons. She was phobic of, because there were so many pigeons in the high street where we grew up, of one of... She had really long blonde hair, of one of them getting stuck in her hair and not going to get out, right? Which is quite a specific thing. So that could also apply to Fabio, who also has long, luscious blonde hair. And that's the only thing I can think of that would be worse than being hit in the face by a goose so that the goose dies and you're covered in the goose blood is if the goose somehow got tangled in his hair as well and there was a dead goose in his hair while he's on the roller coaster and he pulled up at the end with all the cameras with just a dead bird in his hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty bad. Yeah. But I suppose... So it could have been worse, Fabio, if you're listening. What do the PR people think? Like when they see it pull in, I mean, I don't know if if they'd have even seen his face hit the goose on the way up. We 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 can't know because it's pre-internet. But like when he pulls in, all of these women looking resplendent in their togas. Are they covered in blood as well? It doesn't look like it from the pictures I've seen. They're all genuinely they're having a brilliant time on a roller coaster. He looks oddly calm, but with a face full of goose blood. (laughs) You yeah, can't believe it. It's,
1: it's, it is strange. There's no getting away from it. Um, Jim, what about this story that I read um, earlier this week where there's a Town Crier Championships, right, happening in uh, what part of the world is it? I can't remember now. It doesn't matter. In some small town, I think. Um, and um, it might be just outside Barnsley. Man. It doesn't matter. Anyway, there's a Town Crier competition every year in this particular place, right? Uh, and it's the British Town Crier Championships, right? And you know what a town crier is, right? Yeah.
0: What would be your... Th- oye, oye.
1: Is it oye, yeah. they say? And hear ye, hear, hear, hear ye. Hear ye, yeah. So is, is, it, is, it, is it like
0: a really, is it like a British tradition that like, foreign people would be really interested Probably in? Probably is, actually, yeah, because they would ring a bell. I mean, what a town crier is is actually historically very interesting, and perhaps for that reason, maybe it's not British, because it's, it was how people learned news, wasn't it? Like yeah. if there'd been a change to a bylaw, or there was some particularly... Uh, important bit of news. A man would wander like around the town. Man hitting face by goose. Man hitting face by goose. Model yeah. hitting face by goose <laughs> on roller coaster. Goose dead. Yeah. Man fine. Yeah. Um, they'd wander around the town ringing a bell and really clearly enunciating everything that was going on so that, that people could understand. And obviously, this was, um, it was quite important, wasn't it? Because newspapers originated in a similar way in that, like, basically, there'd be, there'd be like one in the town and the person that could read, probably it was a tra- town crier, would keep everyone informed. Oh, what power that is, though. I know, right? There's so much potential for mischief and fake news.
1: All beer must be free yeah, from now on kind of thing.
0: Dragon says so. Like... <laughs> yeah, Dragon on the way. Get out of your house. <laughs> and then you get in there and help yourself. Exactly.
1: Um, but anyway, the Town Crider Championships in Britain this year, because of COVID, right, it's going to have to be done in complete silence. Now, this is the kind of story that I put to Pete and he decides instantly whether he likes it or not. And if Mm. he doesn't, on the show this is, he'll start just playing around with his computer and not saying anything. But if he's into it, we'll do like 40 minutes on it, and he'll never stop talking about it. Um, I think this is mad, because what they're going to have to do is do 140 words written down instead that's going to be judged over who the best town crier is. And to me, this is absolutely mad just don't do it yeah just put I'm, it off for a year I mean, it's, no one's going to miss out yeah it's not something that's a, a real centre point of everyone's community or everyone's kind of year is it no
0: it's but, a nice to have isn't it I, I get the impression though that if you are a town crier you, you think that that is the case and you've probably got quite a high opinion of yourself and you think that oh, well, yeah. actually the town does need it and they probably think they've come up with this genius idea to get around this problem. I mean, surely at this point this has become a creative writing exercise where yeah. the parameters are or sorry the parameters are so set that it's actually not really creative There's no at all. crossover to the skill. Like no. The skill was
1: how loud and how, how clear you could enunciate. Yeah.
0: It doesn't make any sense. As long as you spell everything right, then you're fine.
1: Yeah. And I th- I, you're talking about how like um, people who are town criers are quite you're, you're suggesting they quite rate themselves, right?
0: I think it's quite a, mm-hmm. it's quite a big I am sort of role to want to fill isn't it? Especially in a, in a time where it's redundant. I mean, just imagine the sort of bloke a, a town crier would well, be. Well,
1: you don't need to, because I'm about to give you a quote from a former champion, which should tell you everything you need champion. to know. People always ask if it's very noisy in our house, but actually it's really very quiet because when your voice is an instrument, you don't abuse it.
0: <laughs> so it's, um, it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. Strong sort of like, almost like, a bit of a Gareth Keenan vibe. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know, those yeah. guys that are really into the military despite having no connection to it. Like, yeah. but, and th- they get, draw their self-importance gym. from that.
1: I've been paintballing where you, you, I went for like a weekend with my mates, like probably a stag thing or something. And you got to the hut. And you um and you got in t- talked about how you're gonna what what happened the safety things that kind of crap and you got into the back of a like a Land Rover to go to the site and in the back of the Land Rover two guys I've never met before in their forties probably bandanas, sunglasses, the paint on their faces like the wow. camouflage paint, paint grenades in their belts with bullets round their t- chest. Like like it was a proper
0: war bullet, zone, a bullet belt. Yeah, talking about, bullet belt. Yeah,
1: talking about tactics and stuff.
0: You're talking about those type of people, aren't you? Yeah, it? very much so.
1: What is it? What is it about that?
0: I think it's is it? It's trying to find your place, isn't it? Even if like for your for you to have to be important in a place, you have to essentially contrive this sort of fantasy world where you.
1: Well, people are going to call me hypocritical because I like playing PUBG on the PlayStation.
0: Have you ever played that? <laughs> no, I haven't. Player
1: Unknown's Battleground. Okay. It's like a battle royale game where you get dropped into the island and nice. you've got to survive as long as you can and you have to pick up guns and stuff on the way. And there's some people who are really seriously into that. So like people yeah. could people play co-op prof- games
0: are quite hard like that, aren't they? Because yeah. you do come across people that are just really good at it. I think luckily you up. it
1: changes, it, it puts you in there depending on your ability yeah. level. Luckily, but there are people who play it professionally. Like they get paid a hundred thousand dollars to win a tournament. And stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. So that, what like, a dream. I <laughs> no, Is that luckily? I think that might be some. Unluckily, that might be some way off for me. I think. Yeah. Um anyway, I thought that was an interesting story about the old town criers. Um I think I would. Probably be a better town crier than you, Jim.
0: Yeah, I think you've got a you've got a louder voice. And I will rate, um, rate myself. I don't know though. I've I've a history of performing, and I have flied at the Edinburgh Festival, which is very different. <laughs> but but thing, it is essentially Richard. walking around a town, badgering people that aren't interested in you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you shout though? Fuck no. No. Imagine. Do you, some people must do that. Yeah, you get people that get their wacky little routines and they get a bit annoying because they sort of, you know, not unreasonably, they they crave a lot of attention. Like someone will do something like I remember there's a guy who was, he's just, his face was painted blue because um, clearly it was something to do with his show, but it was like everyone was sort of would gravitate towards him because it's quite interesting. It's like, all right, this is a good spot, but he's taking it up. So yeah, the psychology of flyering is a horrific thing. A town crier would be great. Maybe you could hire one instead do, of flyers.
1: Does the comedy world um, look down upon the improv
0: people? Uh, yes and no. Um, because improv is a really amazing skill if you can get it right. So like the the top like two percent of improv is a genuinely astonishingly good. When well you like see a Ross Noble properly. or something. Ross Noble's a bit different because he does improv stand up, but w- so when you like there's a show called Showstoppers, right? Yeah. Which once got a one-star review from from someone from a student newspaper because they wouldn't accept it was improvised. It was like they they basically create a musical from scratch, and it's 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 genuine genius as well. It's like ostentatious where they create a, like a Jane Austen novel from audience um, kind of suggestions. of a group called the Noise Next Door, who do things a bit differently, but they they're, they're fantastic as well. And you always get people who but to me it's don't just cringe. In my it's head. made up. Yeah. Well, that's because bad improv is really really cringe, and to yeah. go from from being bad. To being brilliant is obviously really really difficult so with as with any type of performance it's like learning an instrument in public right and with imp- with improv it's 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 like being a band in public I suppose and it's it's a it's a lot it's I think bad improv is one of the worst performance styles yeah, okay. Uh, but when it's really good, like you have to sort of take your hat off to those people. Yeah. So uh, yeah, in a in a roundabout way, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I, th- I think I all can also imagine people looking at it and going, Yeah, I could probably do that and doing
0: it and it being yeah, shit. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Anyway, let's have a break. We've got to have a break. We're way over time, Jim. You're too interesting. And uh, when we come back, we're gonna do some emails. I've got an absolute belting story for you that I want to read to you. So everyone listening should stick around for that. Um we, we'll be back just after this. Welcome back to the Luke and Jim Show in lieu of the Luke and Pete Show on this Thursday. Uh, before I get into emails, I've got to do some battery brands and some players who want to enter the game. Some listeners who want to submit their new battery brands to see if we've seen them or heard of them before. Jim, I'm going to give you the judgment on this one. Okay. This week, uh, it's a privilege of being in the Pete Donaldson position. Who, um, yeah, he normally kind of at least has a say in the judging when he can be asked, um Noah Roth has been in touch, uh I think he's been in touch a few times. I think he's literally just actively seeking out batteries for us. Mm. um he's got some trust fire batteries <laughs> trust fire trust
0: fire have you heard of them? No, I'll
1: give you a picture. It looks a bit like a Lucasade bottle it does.
0: and also it looks like it's about to catch fire. <laughs> Do you reckon they're a new player? I've never yeah, seen I, them before I, yeah, I've never heard of trust fire it almost it sounds like a it sounds like a restaurant called I Am Not a Front as well, doesn't it? It's like. <laughs> trust this it's Trust Fight. <laughs> there
1: we go. Trust for That is a new player. Congratulations to you, Noah. Gino Conte has sent in Hyundai batteries. Hyundai? That's, about, that's a brand, obviously, we've heard before. Yeah, but
0: they make cars, do they not? Yeah. So I guess technically that is a new player because we've never seen Hyundai batteries before. Why are they doing, I suppose, you know. I hope it's not. Just branching out for, for money. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And JCB as well. JCB. JCB, look branded JCB and Hyundai batteries. So it is, it is JCB as in the that make the digger. What the does every does everyone have batteries? I don't know. Does every company do batteries as well? And we just don't know. The day we want to get some Luke and Pete branded batteries, we
1: do. The day that we discovered that these weird brands of batteries exist, we've never looked back in our career. <laughs> and it's sustained us for so long. They're both new players as far as I'm concerned. And then finally, Damian Murray's got in touch with a Paco battery. P A K K O. Sounds Finnish
0: almost. Yeah, that's absolutely new to me. A clean, All of these are new.
1: A clean sweep then. Four new battery brands. Four new players entered the game. Great stuff. So okay. how are you
0: keeping track of this?
1: Um, I asked Pete if he can remember them, and if he can't and I yeah. can't, they get in. Pete's
0: basically a computer, isn't it's, it's, he? So.
1: It's very rigorous, yeah. Jim, as you can imagine. Um, I've got an email here from... Um, I don't think he wants us to use his surname. Dan. This is called him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That always that always gets me going. <laughs> um, he's just called Dan, right? Okay. And he wants to tell you this story. He says, sorry if it's too long. Hopefully it gives you a laugh. It is long, but it's worth it. So I'm going to read it to you, Jim, and if you want to interject any time, you can. Um, he says, hi, guys. When I was in my first year of high school, I was around 12 years old, and me and about 50 other kids went on an end-of-year school trip to a place called the Crocky Trail. The Crocky Trail. Yeah, this place is a bit of farmland just outside Chester. Chester. Um, which... <laughs> Great obscure Allen part reference there. <laughs> We've got to see my brother, um, which has been filled with sculptures, rope swings, tunnels and all manner of assault course type activity. Sounds pretty cool. Sounds You're great, 12. yeah. He said, we had a bloody great time and the kids were left to roam the site in groups with r- relatively little supervision from the three or four teachers that came along. So that's the scene set. At one point, our small group was crossing a huge swamp, quote unquote swamp, which was effectively a six foot deep mud puddle, probably about 30 feet wide. A few feet above the swamp, there was a huge log-slashed-felled tree that we needed to cross. And me being a painfully uncoordinated kid... Jim. Hello. uh, At the slightest suggestion of a slippery surface underfoot, I fell, arse-over-tit, into the swamp. Oh, my God. Man, that mud was thick. Mad, gloopy mud like the pink stuff in Ghostbusters 2. (laughs) I just about managed to keep my head above the surface, but my body was completely under. As the shock wore off, I saw the funny side... As did everyone else who was pissing themselves at the disembodied head floating in mud, yelling for help. It was fine until I tried to get out. I could wriggle my legs an inch or so, but I could feel something like tree roots under the surface, and my foot was under something. And the more I moved, the more I
0: felt stuck. That is one of the big childhood fears, isn't it? Because yeah. I mean, as children quicksand. of the eighties, obviously we grew up terrified of quicksand. I don't yeah. know if kids still do, but this is this is you know a parallel to that, isn't it? It's just Jesus. a muddy version. Yeah. Some of the Quick lads
1: mud. got into a shallower part of the swamp and began half-ass rescuing it. Uh, uh, sorry, began a half-ass rescue attempt, which somehow turned into throwing mud at each other. Obviously, because they're twelve. <laughs> One lad threw a handful of, of of mud right in my. So this is a kid buried up to his neck in mud. He's twelve, right? Screaming for help. Yeah, he's screaming for help. One lad threw a handful of mud right in my fucking
0: face. <laughs> oh, I'll help. Got himself muddy. Just to, fi- <laughs> just to finish off his face. No, you're not quite money enough. He said, I didn't realise that my eyes were open. No. <laughs>
1: I mud on my eyeballs. Mud on oh, my hands. God. Mud everywhere. <laughs> he can't even wipe his hat face. No. He said, I screamed. It was time for panic. It was time for panic. <laughs> <laughs> He's just written that as a
0: sentence. At this point, it's all quite calm. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. He said, I was crying, screaming at the moron he threw mud to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I what was
0: trying What can try you and, do? You're I, so powerless at that point. <laughs> I'm
1: trying to get through this. One kid ran off to find a teacher who alerted the owner who went to go and get a tractor <laughs> and some rope. Meanwhile, the other lads with me tried to form a human chain but couldn't get close enough until one cavalier hero stepped up. Let's call him Bruce and decided he could fix all this by coming into the deep part to pull me out. Cute, overly dramatic screams of, no, save yourself. (laughs) Don't come into the quicksand. There's no point two of us being here. But Bruce didn't
0: listen. Oh, Bruce.
1: As he got closer to me, he found the ground disappear below him and the mud tighten its grip. Just at that time, though, I managed to somehow wriggle a bit more and began to free myself limb from limb. Bruce, the absolute plonker, was now screaming that he was stuck (laughs) as I slowly made my way (laughs) to the edge. Oh,
0: Bruce has done him such a solid there.
1: Taking the attention off him as well. Yeah. Uh, Exhausted but elated, said Dan, I caught my breath on the shore of the swamp just as I saw the cavalry arrive as my English teacher stripped down to his tighty-whitey pants and waded in to reach the now hysterical Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) The tractor arrived as well. Moments later, this mostly naked teacher managed to get the rope to Bruce and the director began slowly pulling him out. This is where it gets even weirder. Unfortunately for Bruce, he hadn't tied the cord around his tracksuit bottoms, which managed to slowly roll down his
0: legs
1: (laughs) as he was pulled free of the mud, exposing his wanger to the now substantial crew of crowd of peers, teachers, and some general onlookers. I was relatively unscathed and happy that I had a funny story to share with my mates while Bruce left the school that summer. And I never saw him again. Don't try and be a hero, kids. It's not worth it. Take care of
0: yourselves, guys. Dan. That's so bad. Oh. I can imagine him leaving the school.
1: Imagine you walking along. There's some general onlookers there. Yeah. And just saying, what's happening here? What is this very, very weird peep show yeah. going on? And you're, and you're being hoisted up and your you're pants are being pulled Gradually.
0: Out. It's the gradual nature At of twelve. Like, you're 12 years old so when like, you are so prone to shame. It's bad. It's really bad. But, you know, Bruce, as, as as we alluded to, has really taken the heat off Dan there because yeah. this is now his funny story. Who knows what happened to Bruce? If you're listening, Bruce, get in touch. It happens. There was a kid um, that went to our university. You probably wouldn't have, have met him. He... Um, he was really quite aggressive and he was actually. He lived a couple of doors down from me in Halls and uh, he was only from Basingstoke, which wasn't far from where the uni was. So he didn't really, he could easily have commuted in. AKA Amazing Stoke. Amazing Stoke, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he um, he had this stereo that would go really loud. And you right. know, some people, they're just really proud of the volume that their stereo can hit, almost like, you know, when someone's got a car that can reach like 200 miles an hour or fucking whatever, and yeah. they'll like show up about it. So, he would play his music just really loud every night because he could. And his argument was, it's my room. I can do what I want. Right. And in the end, someone recruited a girl to come and punch him. (laughs) (laughs) What? Just so that, because he wouldn't retaliate. He was quite aggressive otherwise. It was the girl? I can't remember who it was. But um Who's, uh, what, who would be up for the task? I I, I don't know how they recruited this, this what, what woman. of the many but reasons that women hero. are better, better than men, is they don't generally go around punching people. No, but like sh- she clearly had enough as well. Maybe it was it was you could hear the music from a different hall. Um, but th- this this I think they just knocked on his door as I remember the story. They knocked on his door, he opened it, she just lamped him and that, and, uh, and that was it, the end of it. It wasn't the end of it because he left the uni the next day. It never came back. Never came back. Similar thing. <sighs> Could have been the same thing, very different thing. No. Similar, similar outcomes. He just thought there's no way back for me now. No, exactly. And it happens, doesn't it? I don't remember that happening to anyone at my school, but I, 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 I bet there are more of these going around. You wonder what happens to these people. Maybe they all live together. Yeah, and the, yeah, maybe. Maybe it's
1: a you know, kind of town where everyone goes. Yeah, like he's, a, been,
0: he's been shamed, like an island somewhere.
1: That's enough for us this week. I think I don't think we can top that story from Dan. Um, we have been the Luke and Pete show this week, or the Luke and Jim show as it's been, um, uh, metaphorically. Throwing mud into your helpless face via the form <laughs> of a podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, leave us a review. Um, uh, you know where to do that. Sorry, you know where to do that. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your... Your podcast at Luke and Pete Show on Twitter and Instagram, and hello at lukeandpete show dot on the email. We love to hear from you, particularly if you've got a story anywhere near as good as Dan's. It's all all that's left for me to say now is thank you very much to Jim Campbell for stepping in. You're very welcome. It's been great to have you here, Jim, and Thanks I'll see you again very soon. If you want to hear more from Jim, he's got a YouTube channel called We Like Old Adverts. He's also on the Football Ramble pretty regularly. And he's always knocking about. And now the world's opening up again, you'll be doing lots more stuff as well, I swear, I Jim. I sure will. So we'll look forward to that as well. Stay away from the canal, stay away from A&E, and I'll see you next week. And we'll say, say hello to you next week as well when Pete's back, telling us about what he's been up to. It's been his birthday, yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. away, I'm sure he's got plenty of stories. So stick around for that next week. Uh, see you again soon. Have a great weekend, and love you lots.